Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. My team is a small business and every single hire needs to fit just right. That's why I'm working with Indeed. So get started right now with a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Apple Bits. Offer valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Today, I am recording remotely. I am back in the Bay Area. Uh, have some family stuff going on here, so I'm recording remotely. The mic sounds a little different, but I think that it's more than good enough to hold things down for now. We also wanted to tell you, right, if you look at the calendar, we're just about to hit March, and that means that Apple's kind of spring March time event is just around the corner. So I thought, do I know anyone that's really good with leaks, that's been on the show before, that's really fun to talk to? And yeah, I do. So John Prosser from Front Page Tech, I mean, to me, he's arguably the best leaker out there right now when it comes to Apple stuff. He's going to be on the show. We talk all about everything we expect to see in March. He also gives us some fun background stuff behind the scenes of what was happening with AirPods Max and also AirTags and some of his scoops. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. But before we get to that, this show is all about you all. If you want to be a part of it, maybe you want to react to something that you hear in the show or you have some thoughts, comments, or questions, all you got to do is record a voice memo, whether it's on your phone, your laptop, any platform, it's all good. Send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebitsshow with a Z. And we will put them on air, tell us your name, where you're from, and uh, we will get you on the show. And it always just adds a lot of texture to it. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support this podcast and all my content. I'm so grateful for that support. It starts at $2 per month. If the stuff that you get from me is worth $5 a month, which is like a cup of coffee, hey, you could do that, $10, $25, or the Platinum Apple $100 level. There's big benefits here. You get early access to my content. You get benefits at different levels. And then finally, a completely ad-free version of the podcast. No ads whatsoever. I know you're going to dig that. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support me, and I'm so grateful for you all allowing me to do what I do. All right, so we got all that business out of the way. Let's get to it. John Prosser and myself, we're going to talk about all the things going around with Apple right now, and specifically, we're going to focus in on what you may or may not expect to see at Apple's March springtime event, plus so much more. So let's get to it. Here's the man, John Prosser. All right, everybody. I kind of hype him up a lot, but he's worth hyping. The man, the myth, the legend. I call him the king of leaks now. I don't know if that's a complimentary name or not. The king of leaks, John Prosser in the house <laughs> from Front Page Tech. What's up, buddy? I'll take it. Hey, Brian. It's, it's great to be back on the show. I feel like it's been it's been too long since I've been on the Apple Bits XL pro- <laughs> podcast, and now I'm making my illustrious return. Hey, I, I, I want to respect your time, and I, I'll, I'll take it any way I can get you here. So well, respect it less, damn it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, hey, you know, you are always a busy man, and you're not obviously just covering Apple stuff. You're covering everything, and the king of leaks, you don't have to take that. I'll just call that whenever you come on come on the show. You're the king of leaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only on this show. I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you got the toilet squad, so it all it all lines up. Right. But, um, you know, you just and talked about and released some news and fun stuff about the new iMacs and um, the Mac Pros, and those will be coming later. So, you know, we know this March event is coming up, 
and we're expecting to see some things. So I was just hoping, you know, we could just kind of goof around and talk back and forth about some of the things you've heard and um, kind of start with the March event stuff. Right. It's, it's So it's interesting right now because there are – there's quite a few things that are ready, but the stuff that are – not all the stuff that is ready technically uh, I've heard of being in this event, which makes me feel like – it's and this is speculation on my part. I haven't officially heard anything, but it makes me feel like we're going to get some sort of staggered release again. Like the end of last year was so good, where we got September, October, November um, events. I I don't know if we're going to get that now or if that's what's about to happen. But the stuff that is ready compared to what I've heard actually being announced in March, like for the March event, um, all I've heard of is. Uh, air tags, which I just want those out the door at this point. <laughs> don't we, I just want. Don't we all? <laughs> I just want to finally see them. Um, an iPad Pro and uh, an, an updated Magic Keyboard. I don't know if they're updating the Magic Keyboard because yay, new one, or because the iPad Pro is thicker now. So you know that's interesting. Um, not many people are talking about the Magic Keyboard as much. I mean, we've heard iPads and we've heard Air tags and. You know, look, we do want to see the AirTags because Samsung already released theirs before based on... I mean, I know Samsung has had tags in the past, but the right. fact that Samsung's like, hey, we have an ultra-wideband tag coming, um, clearly basically having about a two-year ramp-up to, to see right. what Apple's been working on without actually releasing it. Um, but a Magic Keyboard, have you heard anything from a standpoint of it even having different functionality? Because for me, last year was obviously the big upgrade really wasn't the iPad Pro itself. It was the fact that they brought this Magic Keyboard, they added some new um, bells and whistles software-wise, which really made it uh, a more legitimate productivity device. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say it's the most product- legitimate uh, productivity device, but I, I took it with me on the road, and I actually so very I interesting. it. Very interesting. I just, bought, uh, <laughs> I just bought two iPad Airs and two Magic uh-huh. Keyboards, which, by the way, if you're going to do that, why, why, why did I do that to myself? I might as well just buy a MacBook, because altogether that was like $2,000. <laughs> hey, but, you, you do you, but why'd you get two? Why'd you get two, though? Uh, Karina, my fiance, oh, yeah. I, I had yes, to. Sir. I feel every time I, so I have this thing about me where if I, I can't get myself something, because then I just like, okay, so I'm on Amazon, right? Or I'm on Apple.com. I'm getting ready to order it. And the thing that the, the thing that I see in my mind is me just like on a Christmas morning opening up presents and then looking <laughs> next to me and she just is not opening anything. And then I feel bad and guilty for getting something for myself. So every time I get something, I get two. <laughs> that's, just, that's just my rule. So You're a good man. So that's what I did. That's what I did. And I'm real excited about it. But this is my first time with the, so obviously I've had iPads, but. This is my first time with the Magic Keyboard, mm. uh, and so you're a good person to ask. Is it worth it? Do you like it? Well, are you a fan? I say well. So I'm a fan in certain conditions, and I first. So this is what I did. I first bought the Magic Keyboard, and then I reviewed it, and then because of just how I use it, I returned it. But oh, then, well, this is not a good sign for me. No, no, no. But here, here's the thing. No, it's actually I don't. I think this is a diff- interesting. I love the question you asked me though. So then maybe six or seven months pass, maybe more like eight months, and then I had to go on a work trip, and I didn't want to bring my laptop with me, okay? Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to give this a real go. I'll be gone for about a week. I'm going to buy a Magic Keyboard and see if I can just get by with most of my stuff because I'm an iPad Pro 12.9-inch guy, and the reason why is because I'm a big comic book reader. 
and I love it for media consumption. So I've always just looked at uh-huh. this thing as like, this is the ultimate media consumption device. I got the Magic Keyboard, and I, <laughs> I loved it for that trip specifically. Now, since uh-huh. that trip, I have never used it again. Like, I don't... Really? The key- oh, yeah, so no. here's the thing. I don't... Because, here's, <laughs> again, this comes down to what devices you have in your family, right? I have a MacBook Pro 16-inch, so that's going to be my laptop. And that's probably why I don't use a 12.9-inch iPad Pro with a Magic Keyboard as my primary device. But I know for Uh a fact after that work trip, I would say 90% of people could probably use the iPad Pro or iPad Air with the Magic Keyboard as their primary device. That's interesting. So, okay, how do I... So I haven't I haven't told anybody this. So this is this is a first. Uh, so I'll, I'm gonna dance around a little bit. I'm working on a th- I'm working on. <laughs> they'll be able to figure it out. I'm working on a thing um, that would require me to type and write more than I do now, which is zero percent of the time. Um, but in order so in order for me to feel comfortable because it's like it's not the work i usually do like i'm not i'm normally not writing articles or anything like that Mm -hmm. and for me to convince myself to do that i have to make myself more comfortable and give myself an environment where i feel uh creative and and feel like i want to type and uh i don't want to have to go into the office into my home office to type stuff um i want to be i want to be able to just be relaxing, lounging around mm-hmm. and typing articles that way. And that's the reason why I got the whole magic keyboard thing in the first place was just to have, have a device where it was more portable or it didn't feel like work. Like I feel like a laptop or my desktop, it feels like I'm going to work and I didn't want that. Um, and if you get the iPad Air, you can get it in colors, and work isn't in colors. So <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know. Um, uh, so that's why I got it. So the whole, literally, the the sole reason I got the iPad was for writing on the Magic Keyboard, basically. Uh, so I, but I've been watching a bunch of reviews on YouTube, and everyone seems to like it. Uh, except there, I haven't. There's nobody that I know that I talked to personally that I've asked until now because you said you used it, but you you don't use it anymore. So that's not a good sign. But but the the re- only reason is because I have a 16-inch MacBook Pro that's my workhorse. Like I actually, you know, on that trip, I loved it. But then I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, I don't I don't I just don't use this enough. I think for me, I've always again, it always comes down to use case. I think the way that you're talking about it, I think you're going to love it because Is it a is it a bad typing experience on the keyboard? Is it a bad keyboard? For me, no. Uh it depends on the surface you use it on, meaning uh on a table it works fine. I mean, the keys itself, it's using more of the butterflies. Uh, sorry, not the butterfly. It's using more of the scissor switch keyboard. So the keys feel uh-huh. great. It does not feel like the old, older, whatever, two, three years ago, MacBook Air when they had that new super flat keyboard. So the keyboard was never an yeah, issue. Yeah, I for have me. one of I, those over to the left. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll, over feel to my left. It's not travel. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Basically, it sounds like you're smacking <laughs> a flat surface with no gift. <laughs> right. So that alone, the, the feel of it is great. Honestly, I really liked it. It's just that my use case is why I don't use it that much. You know, when I have an iPad, I literally love the iPad because I sit on the couch. I put, like, my knees up. I lean back. I rest it like I'm reading a magazine, but it's a digital magazine for me. And it becomes this weird, like, you know, I always joke when I say it, this more intimate experience because it's like I can't do that with my laptop, right? I can't look at my lab. And this is a first-world luxury as well. The iPad. It, to it, me, it's kind of dumb for me, out of all people, to get the Magic Keyboard, knowing that there's another one coming. 
<laughs> I was gonna say that, but I let you say that. <laughs> yeah. But, I, it just. Okay. But here's the problem. It just now clicked. That's the issue. When I was when I'm talking to you, I'm just like, wait. I just said there's a new one coming. What am I doing? <laughs> do do you um whether you can say it right now and obviously you want to save it for your own stuff. Do you even have any new features or or things you can hint at or talk about with this new magic keyboard? Oh, I, I, don't want I you would to spoil tell you. your load. Okay, okay. Go. No, I, I would tell you, but I don't I don't know of any new features. All I was told was that there was an update. It's like uh it must not be too crazy because yeah. um if they were like, Oh, and this is getting updated, if a source is like, Oh, and this is coming without telling me why or like a big feature, it's probably nothing too crazy. Yeah. I mean to me, I want to actually see more software features take advantage of it even more because mm-hmm. that 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 makes it even a more exciting product to me and again i think it's actually for the use case and especially the way that you described it i think it's really good for someone like that like you can mm-hmm. now for most people look you know i edit all my videos and stuff so i need something that does more if i can get to the point where maybe five years after they announced the ipad pro actually give us software from apple that takes advantage of all the power that the iPad Pro even offers, they've never even scratched the surface with it Uh Um, with something like Final Cut Pro. If I could actually mobile edit effectively, and I know there's um, LumaFusion and things like that, but if it's in that ecosystem and I can do that, maybe then I can, in some instances, go completely iPad Pro with with a Magic Keyboard, Magic Keyboard, but for me, I'm just not there yet. You you haven't updated your iPad Pro, have you? I didn't. I, I stayed. So I did review the 2020 model, but I... I Apple, feel like I literally just saw that video, and that's how I remember that. I think I just watched yeah. that video like a few nights ago. I didn't upgrade be, just because the only difference was the camera and the LiDAR, which I don't... Even even before pandemic, I wasn't... Personally, I wasn't going to use it. And then they yeah. only unlocked one more GPU core, and the bump in performance was negligible. So to me, there was no reason for me to upgrade, quite honestly. Yeah. Are you going to do it this year? Most likely, yeah. Uh, purely be- uh, with the hopes that the processor is significantly better and they give us some other bell or whistle that makes it worthwhile. And the screen. If the screen really yeah. does pop better, then for me, that's a reason to upgrade. And I'm I've sure been an iPad Pro person from the start just because of the size. And this was the first year that I, at least, yeah, from 2019 to 2020, it was the first year in the iPad Pro lineup that I did not upgrade just because it. It wasn't a big enough change that made a difference for me. Right? Are you so, telling me you don't? Want, you're not one of those people that likes the big camera on the iPad to use all the time, bro. I I've, <laughs> hate, I've been the biggest hater on the, uh, and it's it's so stuck up for me. But the iPad in a concert live venue experience is shameful. It is especially the 13 inch. <laughs> it is unacceptable. Okay. Like, what are you even, even doing with it. your life? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I get it. People got mad at me. They're like, why are you being so judgmental? Yeah, we're having fun with it, too. But no, do not hold an iPad Pro up at a concert <laughs> or live venue. That's just wrong. It's just right. wrong. So, um, um, well, along with, along with that, along with the, the iPad and stuff, um, I have not heard of this actually releasing in March. But uh, in terms of what's ready, like AirPods 3 are ready. Um mm-hmm. Which is probably why you started... Uh, I think we saw images of it last week. Yeah. Those were real, uh, by the way. So, good job. I think it was 52 Audio. Mm-hmm. Th- which they gave us... They uh, When they leaked this, a lot of people were like, um, oh, who is 52 Audio? Th- these can't be real. Because I think... 
uh, earlier in the year, they had released fake pictures of yes. AirPods Pro, the updated AirPods yes. Pro. Um, but they also did give us the same same way they did this time for AirPods 3. They gave us our first look at AirPods Pro before they came out a couple years ago. Um, but as far as I know, you know, that's what I've heard for AirPods 3. Uh, they're ready to go, but I don't know if we'll get them in March or if they're going to wait till April to release something like that because I'm sure uh, we're going to get some uh, a press release or two in April as well. And this kind of piggybacks on what you're talking about you know will we see a maybe more of like a staggered release at least in this early spring season because there's stuff ready that doesn't sound like we'll drop in march Uh, whether it's an event well it doesn't sound like at least it may or may not be a a press event but let's say it's just a a announcement per se um Uh and here's you know what i I also want to um point this out to people that are listening okay so i always really find it entertaining where people like they get upset at um me for covering what you say as if you're not a credible source and i always have to come back at them and say look at the track record and i think people forget mm-hmm. a lot of things um you know they'll they'll be like oh john called out the air tags you had those renders in september right they, they forget <laughs> yeah. about that stuff that yeah and then when it comes out they forget about that and so i just want to say well, like, here's the only if your if your information wasn't so solid and you weren't so credible Obviously, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, listen to this, take this word. But I think some people have like a, whatever their own personal beef or this can't be true. That they yeah, just I think it's my delivery. Some of your information. I don't think they like the character that I play. I think that's the issue. And because they don't like the character, then everything else I say is is wrong too. Mm-hmm. But like, so air tags were very interesting because what a lot of people don't know is so I released the renders of AirPods Max, what we thought was AirPods Studio back then. That's right, that's and. Right. And AirTags. Um, I released them like within the same week or maybe the same two weeks. I can't remember. We finished the AirPods last, but um, I, in October, I think, when everyone was like, oh, AirTags are going to be at the event, I tweeted that they were actually delayed until March of 2021. And everyone was like, what? Because we, you know, we expected to see them. We had been hearing so much about them. And then I heard from a source that, they were going to be that features for air tags were going to be enabled in 14.3. So I tweeted that and that was around November 14.3 was coming out in November. And Mm -hmm. so everyone took that as you know, that I said the hardware is definitely coming out in November. (laughs) I was just giving information that it was going to be, uh, supported. The features were going to be enabled in 14.3. So obviously November comes and goes, there's no air tags, but a very interesting thing. And this is from a nine to five Mac article uh, it might have been an exclusive from them, I'm not sure, but they actually dug in the software and found it in 14.3. There are the features for AirTags were put in there, which is sort of how you how we got those leaks of like that Find My Screen, those screenshots yep. that came out, um, because the features did drop with 14.3, which makes you wonder like were those things almost out the door and then they got pulled last minute so much so that the, that they still managed to get out in software. Because, I mean, Apple, they could control that, right? Like, if it was, if they had that much notice and if they knew they weren't going to release them or if there wasn't some sudden delay, they would have had time to pull it from software. But, obviously, something got, it got real close to release for features to be in 14.3. And 
So I, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, I, the only thing I've heard is, you know, the pandemic and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't, the whole thing's going to work from the like ecosystem from the iPhone Find My Network. And if there's nobody outside, there's not a bunch of iPhones outside, then it's kind of pointless to use AirTags. But also, I uh, was hearing that they were struggling finalizing uh, ways to connect them to things because I leaked along with the renders that I gave that there's no way, <laughs> there's no holes or anything in them like a tile, <laughs> like a tile tracker or even the Samsung ones that came out that have like a little loop in it for you to put on a keychain. Uh, as you can see from our from our design leak, there is nothing like that. Like you have to buy in the most <laughs> Apple way, the most Apple thing ever. You have to buy another accessory just to be able to attach it to what you want, like a keychain or anything. I've I've seen a leather Apple keychain. I could probably send you a picture, Brian. I can't release yeah. it, but um, you, I mean, when I send you the picture, you'll see exactly why I can't release it. But uh, <laughs> there's a leather keychain uh, that Apple's worked on. I don't know of any other accessories that they're working on, but this is crazy for third-party accessory makers. Like, um, you've heard of the company Paperlike, right? Oh yeah, totally. I, I mean, I use their product. I actually really like it. Yeah, it's 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 great. So their owner has another company called Followpaw, which is a collar that you put your AirTag on, and it, so it's like it tracks your dog if you lose your dog. That's that's an amazing idea. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love that. I love that that sort of thing is opened up to accessory makers, and the accessory makers have been absolutely crazy about this stuff. I have had more than anybody or at any time at any point in my career my leaking career so like the last year um (laughs) these third-party accessory makers are reaching out to me like asking me about release dates dimensions and stuff like that so they can have their products ready yeah it's crazy and you're like um that'll cost a consulting fee if (laughs) right you you guys this isn't i do need to make a living (laughs) you know well and also a part of me is super worried like because true true I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't think that Apple's setting me up, but it's just a risky thing to, for these third-party manufacturers to reach out and then me give them dimensions or something early so you know that they can monetize it or have their products ready early. I know a lot of that stuff happens uh, in China and in supply yeah. chains, um, but with it's, it's ultra terrifying for me to do because I feel like one slip-up and I'm just in a world of hurt. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you know you, you keep and part of this whole thing is right keeping keeping your sort keeping the circle of who knows what you know extremely tight. I mean that only benefits you in the in the long right. run, and and also and, your sources. and the sources. You know they didn't ask me to. Um, they're giving the information, thinking that it's confidential with me. No one's asking me to also turn around and give it to every third party manufacturer. <laughs> hey, but what so. if they put your face on the keychain? I'm just kidding. I'll take it. <laughs> I will accept that. I will, oh, I will okay. accept that. I'm sending. I'm going to text you the picture so you, you, the audience can get your live reaction. This is the actual uh, leather keychain for oh. AirTags. This is Apple official. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so, looking at this. I'm not making. This is completely real and authentic. With yeah. Our conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's classic. So. Yeah, it's very Apple-y, but it's also very Apple-y to make a whole other accessory just to attach them. And you know what? It is totally Apple-y, but I remember back in the day, so before um, 
I started covering tech. I worked at a company called Spec Products, which makes cases for, you know, iPhones and all that. And at the time when I worked there, um, this was during, man, this is during the Motorola Razor days, bro. Okay. So they had made oh. like a hard, a hard plastic. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This is old school. So they'd made like a hard the, plastic. Like the original Motor Razor or like the Android yes, version? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original oh, wow. Motorola Razor, the flip phone, right? The phone that was kind of like. Yeah. The hot potato yeah. before the iPhone actually came up and just changed the game. Right? Yeah, that was the iPhone back then. If you it saw was. somebody with that, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was totally... It, I mean, that thing is still sexy today, quite honestly. If you, if you hold it, you're like, damn, oh, this yeah. is pretty nice. So, yeah. um, My fiancé had one, so I have one in the closet. And we, oh. have a, you know, we have a walk-in closet that we use for... <laughs> you would use it for clothes, but there's a bunch of electronics in there, like on shelves, like old <laughs> electronics, uh, like old iPhones and stuff. But the the razors, a silver razor, sitting in there. You got you got to put them somewhere, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but when I worked for when I worked for Spec, they made like a hard shell for the razor, and then I said, dude, why don't we make these for laptops? And they it was so we ended up designing it. It was it was cool. We made hard shells like the freaking first MacBook Pro hard shell. I didn't get a cent from that mm-hmm. idea, but that's okay. Um, but what, the, what it, <laughs> it doesn't sound okay. It sounds like you're still bitter about it. No, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what's interesting is that, you know, being a part of an accessory company behind the scenes, you see how dependent that these companies are on Apple to make products that allow them to make accessories from, right? I mean, arguably, not arguably, everyone knows their whole business is predicated on this, but anytime Apple makes a new thing, if they can make an accessory for it, they... That only helps them. And then the the game of this, which is really kind of the more kind of sick behind the scenes, is that Apple demands a lot from companies who want to get their product on an Apple Store retail shelf. It's like right. prime, prime retail space, arguably the most prime retail space before the pandemic because of you yeah. know the, how much dollars they make per square foot at their stores, the foot traffic they have, the pricing of everything. And so these companies, although they're making significantly better margins, if they're able to sell it outside of Apple, they bend over, pardon the phrase, to get their <laughs> product on the shelf just to get that exposure and hope that they get get it back in volume and not, and many accessory companies don't, but they will yeah. do whatever it takes just to get on that shelf. And, and Apple knows that too. So it's this kind of weird relationship where Apple makes a, and it is whatever, it's a, capitalism it's consumer electronics but apple makes a product they want to make accessories they 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 would want anything more nothing more than to have an air tag accessory and and now they will whenever that happens but they will it's almost like they're just making it knowing that ah this is gonna we're throwing this to the fire to put on apple shelves just so that people can see it there they're not making much right. at all when once it's on that shelf right i mean it makes it makes absolute sense too until they're like until Apple drops you because they're about to bring yes. out their own headphones. Yes. That's why it's sick, right? It's it's a tough game. Or, you know, Apple has partners that they prefer. So when a new yeah. product comes out, you might Looking see at you, you. Belkin. <laughs> <laughs> I only laugh because, you know how, like, we have friends that work at certain places. I just, like, I think of my friend right uh-huh. now. I started, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're inside <laughs> with them. Because typically when a product comes out, Apple puts out, you know, they'll they'll have maybe like 10 or 12 partners, even more sometimes for phone cases. But then over time, you start seeing them whittling it down. And then it basically becomes like three or four brands. Like when you see a company yeah, well, back like, in the day, in case used to be a big one for them, but they're not as much anymore. Oh, they took dude, up like, I forgot about that. Dude, they took up like half of the case shelves. I and forgot that happened. You- 
I forgot they even existed. I don't know what happened, um, but (laughs) they're not on the shelves anymore. Uh, Well, uh, was it last October where Apple just snapped their fingers and all the audio accessories were gone? Yeah. Like there were no Beats, or sorry, there's Beats, but there was no Bose yes. uh, and some other stuff they just got rid of because AirPods Max were coming. That's powerful, right, to be able to do that, and it hurts companies big time when they do that too. All right. Thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring this podcast. Podcasts are small businesses, so when I'm talking to business owners, we get it 100%. And when it comes to hiring, every single hire needs to fit just right. Now, my team is tiny because it's pretty much myself, like 97, 99% of the time, but one wrong move could be extremely bad, and that's why I want to talk to you about Indeed. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to help show you great candidates instantly so you can do the part that you really need faster, meeting and hiring great people. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality shortlist faster. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts. You can pause your account at any time and you only pay for what you need. With Instant Match, you're going to see a list of great candidates right away. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to TalentNest. Do you want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed. Right now, get a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere. You get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Um, the... Uh the AirPods Max thing was so one of the sketchiest things ever. Um, one of my sources reached out to me where um, it was like four days ahead of time, and I, I, I that's when I tweeted. I just tweeted the word Max. Um, <laughs> yes, like a few days I before that. that was hot. That was yeah. a hot tweet, bro. Yeah, just before they came out, uh, and be, well, because at the time, like we hadn't. No one had even heard that name speculated for the AirPods. And so when when you just tweet the word Max, no one really knew what that was going to be attached to. Some people guessed AirPods, but a lot of people were just like, what does that even mean? And it doesn't make sense until the product drops, which which makes me realize why Love to Dream does that, why he's cryptic until a product drops, because it's fun watching people guess, and then it only makes sense when the product is out. Um, <laughs> but it was so sketchy because the uh, one of my sources... Uh, who uh, there's a couple that are very very mysterious like there's one that uh buys a new device to talk to me every time it's very yeah it's like and i can't reach out to them they only they can reach out to me but they are like tippy top they they're the people that gave me um airpods max and air tags like any of the product renders that you see come from this source and it's they're incredible don't know how they do it but uh they i can't reach out to them they'll just get a new device and i'll get a message and it's wild it's absolutely crazy but a few days before airpods max dropped um i got a few messages back to back that said airpods max 550 dollars colors good job on your renders that was it that's all they said (laughs) and you know they weren't even like your renders were right it was just good job on your renders like everything is very vague and but man i don't know how they do it i I have no idea who the person is i it's probably best that i don't know yeah um but nobody else had gotten the airpods max naming which means this person must be 
they must be pretty good to have the naming like that a few days in advance. Uh, and oh, they also said uh, December eighth, eight thirty EST, which I think was the exact time that the press release dropped. And but I, I was sketchy, so I only I only tweeted the max naming. Mm. Whereas you know I had I had the all the information, but it was so sketchy that I didn't want to say anything or I like trusted it maybe 70%. Um, but you know, after AirPods max drop and then you look at those messages and it's like, they got the exact time of the press release. Correct. Uh, they got the pricing correct when we didn't really know the pricing. I think at one point I had leaked that I was hearing that they weren't, that they were going to be over $500, which looking back, everyone was so shocked about that pricing that day. But I mean, they don't seem overpriced at this point. Yep. I mean, you know, when I I did a long-ass review to be like, okay, are these really worth it in comparison of what's out there on the market? And mm-hmm. to, I came to the conclusion that they actually were, right? I mean, there's everyone is going to complain externally about yeah. the Apple price and the Apple, quote-unquote, what they call the Apple tax. But the more you're around it, it to me, the Apple tax is the ecosystem benefit tax. When, yeah, when it's you, not even really just the hardware... I think that's the issue. Like everyone thinks the value of a product breaks down to the physical hardware mm-hmm. price, which is just not how it works. Like I, I can see if you're just arguing that the, the materials shouldn't be that much, which is fine, but the computational audio and what they're doing with AirPods Max is, I, I feel like it's well worth the price. And also the, the other thing... Listen to us being you, Apple sheep. Well, I know, you're, but you're right. I mean, there's actually not, there's not too many headphones remotely in that price point that are doing any type of adaptive eq computational audio quite honestly um yeah the other thing that also people kind of forget is because there's not many products that actually live in an ecosystem they're, they're not going to factor that in right i right. i was like okay is it worth it if i don't if i'm not part of the apple ecosystem maybe not but if i am it probably is and so people are going to just and the people are going to freak be freaked out anyways even when you said 500 dollars, just because Mm-hmm. At that point in time, even my myself, who who loves headphones and buys them, but is not someone who plays on the high end side, I would have never ever told myself I would ever buy five hundred dollars headphones before. And that's exactly <laughs> what Apple wants. That's exactly what yeah. Apple wants. Someone like me who's buying the three fifty four hundred dollars headphone, three hundred dollars headphone, to finally be like, these are actually worth five hundred dollars because of the circumstances and what other products I have. Do you did you right. um buy a pair of AirPods Max yet or not? No. So, uh I thought I thought about it, but my my use case is so I don't really like over-ear headphones. In fact, I hate them. The only time I <laughs> use them, the only time I use them is for when I'm editing video or like working with audio and in the in that use case, I need studio monitors, something that isn't colored like in any way i need flat response so that i can you know if if you're editing a video you're working with audio you want it to be as accurate as possible Mm -hmm. and you can't do that with like a beats headphone or even an airpods max that are colored in a way where like there's a little more bass than is really in the in the audio track and so if i wear over headphones like i am right now they're studio monitors um and if i if if I am just like if I'm not working and I want something casually, I'm listening to something casually. Then AirPods Pro are my go-to all the time because I hate over ears. The only time I wear them is when I'm working, and when I'm working, AirPods Max don't really work for my environment. Um, do you use them when you're editing, or do you just wear them to listen to stuff casually? So 
I'm not, the only time I use over, here's the funny thing. The only time I use over the ear headphones is when I travel for the most part. And when I edit. Why when you travel? Over because, like um, in in Like when I'm on a, when I, why when I travel? Yeah. As opposed to like AirPods Pro. Okay. More because noise, I, I, I still like the soft feeling of like the over the ears when I'm flying. It's more when I'm flying, mm. not, not even just traveling, gotcha. just flying specifically. Um, I, I, I like how it seals off the sound. They're, you know, the AirPods Pro are noise canceling. They're great, but they just seal off the sound even that much better. But here's the thing. So I've always been rolling with my Bose QC35 twos because um, they're so damn light. They're, they're just really comfortable to travel. And I know that they don't have the greatest uh, overall sound profile and color, but they're still really good. And their noise canceling is really good, but they're light. They're the lightest noise canceling quality headphones that I've used. And they've, I've taken with me to travel all these years. So mm-hmm. I've only traveled one time this entire year. I went to Seattle to help out to do uh, the CES live coverage stuff. And yeah, that was cool. Thanks, man. Um, it was a cool opportunity. And I had a choice. Bring the AirPods Max on the plane or bring uh-huh. the Bose QC35 twos on the plane. What do you think I chose? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess the, uh, the AirPods since they were newer. I didn't. Because what? they were so heavy. They're oh, heavy to use. Oh yeah, I you forgot know, you know they're what I mean? made out of like car doors or something. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're I I really enjoy them. I'll I'll use them. Um, you know, I've used them when I've watched like I watched WandaVision last night because I'm mm-hmm. I went over I'm traveling over to my parents' house, so um I I took them with me and it's nice, but they get heavy. And I just, there's yeah. a certain amount of after that half an hour stamp time for, like they just feel heavy on me. I love I really do enjoy how they sound. I even enjoy how they feel, but they still get heavy. So, right. you know, it's interesting how I've used them a few times, but quite honestly, not as much as I thought I'd use them. But I still love them. Does that make you the, sad because they're so expensive? It kind of does. I think the other thing that bothers me is that, um, you know, Apple has their whole handoff feature that works really great if you're just dealing with iOS devices. Like if you have an iPod, I'm oh, sorry, iPad right. and an iPhone, <laughs> they hand off really right. easy. But once you introduce a Mac into that equation... For whatever reason, however the software is made, and look, these developers know so much more than I do, so I'm not going to hate on them. I'm just saying that you always kind of manually have to connect your AirPods or AirPods mm-hmm. Pro or AirPods Max to the Mac, and then it, and then when it hands over, it still messes up all those communications for whatever reason. So until they can kind of get the Mac to seamlessly work like it does with iOS devices, then right. I'd probably use them more. But because it doesn't, it also kind of turned me off to when I'm going from work, because the whole idea is like, hey, I'm on a work computer. Oh, I'm on a phone. Oh, I'm an iPad. But it's not as seamless as they say, unless you're only with iOS devices. Yeah. That's when I don't um, have to think about quick, it. But it's still amazing. Before, uh, before we, I think you said we're talking for, what, a half hour? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, whenever you need to go, okay. I, need, well, I, befo- I need to make Before, before yeah. well, no, before that, I, I needed to ask you, I was afraid that we were going to end, and then I would forget to ask no, you. We're going to keep on uh, talking now. We're rolling. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> talk all day. Um, the the iMac stuff. What are what are your yeah. thoughts? I need to hear it. So I a come on. I'm a color guy. I love colors. I am. I love the green because I'm. I've been a green iPad Mini guy, but I love the idea of colors. I mean, it's about time. They look. They're they're sitting on how many hundreds of billions of dollars? Like we know that colors don't always sell the best but when you look at it in the totality of it it's it's a good thing i love the colors personally i've always loved colors i know some people are more traditionalists 
I do think uh-huh. that it makes sense to match the iPad Air lineup because uh-huh. it's kind of fun. But I, I wish I there were a little more vibrant colors. But that's oh, just me yeah, being yeah, yeah. that's just me being snobby about it. Um, but the muted colors actually are more trending with kind of this neutral color tone and you know kind of this neutral color tone and you know yeah i feel like the muted white. colors work on like the larger surfaces like that because it's so yeah. massive to have like if we had like a bright crazy color <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> would be nuts i think but um it's interesting like so i'm not reddit's favorite person so it's been interesting to see the threads on this one what are, uh, okay are, do they just is it because you got casuals that just don't want to believe you and just want to hate on someone reddit for some reason absolutely hates me just all the way hates me. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about me that's banned in the r slash Apple subreddit just because it creates so much controversy. Damn. But there was a lot of people, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was being said about the iMac renders and then, you know, you you have the people that are like, oh, there's no way, this is just John Prosser being John Prosser again. Uh, but for the, for the first time in ever, the replies have been like, very interesting because the Reddit usually forgets history and is just like, oh, this guy's wrong again, and they forget all the stuff <laughs> that was correct. But for for once, uh, there was a lot of people in the comments being like, I mean, you said this same thing about his AirPods renders, and here we are. They looked they looked identical to the AirPods Max that came out, which is why I'm, I'm so excited to, for because my AirTags renders were the first ones I released. Mm. I'm so excited to because there's a there's a lot of excitement in that for me too. Uh, just to see, because all we have to work with is like supply chain stuff, and I've seen the products, so we make the renders. But there's a certain magic when you know when Apple does it, when they the way they present it, and that's the stuff that I'm really excited about because it seems so two dimensional to me right now, mm. and I'm really excited to see you know the stuff that we had rendered and the stuff that I leaked early to actually see a finished, like, polished product from Apple and see them present it in the way that they want to, which is, I'm very excited about AirTags because I want, like, I think a lot of people are losing are losing interest now because, uh, well, we've just been hearing about them for so long. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't see the potential or the, the use cases, which makes me really excited to see how Apple's going to present them and try to convince you mm. that it's important in your life. They always do that. They could sell you anything, and so... I'm really interested to see what Apple thinks AirTags are used for um, and how they present them on stage or in a press release, whatever. But I, I, it's one of those things where I feel like they got to do it on stage because new product category, and I feel like this is a product where they need the opportunity to explain it themselves uh, to the press and to the public uh, why they're important. I agree with you on this one um, because the thing about, you know, we kind of, I actually, I was hoping and a thought they might do an actual some sort of a video announcement for the AirPods Max, but they didn't, and maybe because of the current pandemic. But people at least understand headphones, right? There's there's enough of a knowledge mm-hmm. base for the general consumer. Those that were they, wild, they could get away with, right? Those were wild, Brian, because they they had just finished them. I mean, I think I had just like two months before that, I had reported that there was a hiccup in the production mm-hmm. for <laughs> AirPods, and that the earliest they could possibly be ready was December, and they launched December eighth. 
Dude. So from from the time I said that they the earliest they could be ready is December to them actually coming out in December means there was like a month and a half of just complete madness behind the scenes of them trying to finalize these things. Like they got finished so close to release, it was crazy. And it makes you it makes you wonder like how often does that happen mm. or is this specifically because of the pandemic? Yeah. Uh it's crazy cuz like all their resources into all these products that should have been already out. Um, like, for example, the iPad Pro that we got last year at the yep. beginning of 2020 was actually supposed to come out in 2019, the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to get the iPad Pro that we're about to get at the end of 2020. But every, everything got pushed because all the resources went into trying to get iPhone 12 out the door. And at first, you know, when when I heard about them doing that and I had tweeted about it, I'm just like, why though? Like, why would all of your attention go to trying to get iPhone 12 out? And it was still delayed. I think like in mm-hmm. March I had said that the iPhone won't come out until October, November. But now, you know, we see all these reports that like some crazy super cycle happened and it just shows you that Apple always knows more than we do. Yeah. That even, even in the middle of a pandemic where people can't pay their rent somehow, Apple managed to have a super cycle for iPhone 12. Don't know how. I don't know why. That's crazy. But, I mean, I guess that goes to show why all of their attention went to just trying to finalize the iPhone 12. But the AirPods Max, were so, they played that one real tight. They got, those, they got those out, like, right after the first round of mass production, which is wild. I mean, I remember... So, right, this is, happens... We'd never seen a release schedule like this where in four months they literally released like 17 products from September through December. I mean, that's unprecedented. Yeah. Again, like you in this pandemic time, and I didn't I didn't even think like, are we really going to see AirPods Max by the end of this year? Because look, they were, if they do that announcement literally maybe one week later, people's, people's Christmas shopping has pretty much been already decided for the most right. part, right? And those were out of stock so fast. Dude. I was I was <laughs> glad I woke up in time. That's all I'm saying. They they probably made like two of them. <laughs> We're just like, listen, man, this is the whole stock. This is all we got. Good luck. Right? Yeah, we we don't we technically don't know how many they actually made, and you know, right? We, they'll never yeah. tell us or anything like that. But well, was, I I definitely think impressive. the fact that they were out of stock was a combination of. Yeah, there was a demand for them, and obviously a lot of people wanted to buy them, but also I don't think that they had a lot because they yeah. just finished the first round of mass production, and who knows how, how many they made. You know what? I have, a, I have a question that I wanted to ask you because you know this year was really a, a huge year for you um, professionally and personally. Congratulations on the engagement, my friend. Ah, uh, thank you. You know, that's, that's amazing stuff. Um, but, you know, how... How has this year been for you from the standpoint now when we can kind of look back at a little bit and we're kind of gearing up towards 2021's ramp-ups uh-huh. of products, doing really kind of being the face of Apple leaks right now? Like, how, how has that been for you? And I remember a little while back when we first talked, uh, on when you first came on the podcast, you're like t- talking about how stressful it is and how wild yeah. it has been. Has, has your perspective um, changed at all on any of this or kind of a adapted a little bit i'm just curious yeah it's been a while it's been a, a ridiculous year for you well when when i was on the show the first time was that before the um, iphone se leaked or released I, it might have been yeah it might have been because that was like make or break for me uh yes it but was. Yeah, that was the timing the last i mean it's been it's been a crazy year and i feel like it's one of those things where i feel bad about how good of a year it was because you know there's so many 
there's so many other people that are listening to the show right now that had a, a terrible year mm-hmm. or like, you know, their job, they were let go or, you know, they're working from home. They're not working the same hours uh, or, you know, they're having trouble paying bills where, you know, people like us, we're so lucky where somehow we are the ones that ended up with job security somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. But um, the fact, you know, the fact that everyone is stuck at home meant more people were watching uh, so out of all years to do this um, and get these sources and leak this stuff, 2020 was the year, and it was it was a great year for me. Uh, and even though it was a it was a tough year for a lot of people, 2020 will be remembered for me as like you know one of the best years for my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel I feel I feel a little bad saying that, but it's true. And so thank you everyone being stuck at home and watching the show. Uh, but it's, I definitely still have the same amount of stress, but I just, I've gotten better at like where to put it and how to deal with it. Um, I'm I'm starting to try to be a lot more careful about, uh, the information I give and how I give it just because I care about my reputation. And, Mm -hmm. um, especially like we haven't really had somebody that was consistently giving you, uh, like we have, we've had a lot of really great leakers that basically describe products before they come out. Yeah. But I've been just because you know we're in the YouTube game. You get it. You're like you just want to take everything, not just the leaks, but everything we do. We feel like we have to take it to the next level, and because we do videos, we feel like there has to be a visual element, and so that's where the just having the information wasn't good enough for me because I'm a, I create YouTube videos and stuff. So I wanted to push the boundaries a little bit and have visuals. And so then we started making renders and stuff for these products before they came out. Uh, and that's been, that's been the most fun to me is to be able to like give people their first look at stuff. Um, and it, it matters a lot more now, you know, when I, just when I gave air tags or AirPods max, that was cool, but everyone still questioned a little bit because, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you know that this is what they're going to actually look like? Like, sure, mm-hmm. I saw the videos and pictures of the actual things, but how can the audience be convinced that what they're seeing is a real look at the product? And now that AirPods Max are out, it you know it adds validity to my other renders and stuff. So that's a lot more fun now. Like as as I build more of a track record and people and, and people see this stuff, you know, come to life from Apple a few months later. It's a lot more fun for me, and that's why, like the the iMac stuff, I was so excited about and so happy about. Like, just as a fan, like you know, Hell yeah, the iMac, the iMac color stuff, that was that's that I almost tripped up on that stuff because that's one of those things where it's so nostalgic that you just want to scream it, like you just want to tell everybody, not as like, hey, I'm a leaker, I'm leaking this information, but <laughs> I'm an Apple fan, you guys are going to love this, I know this, and I want to tell you. So there's so many times where I wanted to tweet it early or something, but I knew that if we just added a visual element, it would be worth the wait. And so I worked with Concept Creator, who is absolutely amazing, and he does a- amazing work for me. Yeah, like... He worked throughout the night to get those renders done for us to for the episode. Like I was like, "Hey man, we can delay the episode if you need a little bit more time." And he's like, "Nope, I'll figure it out. We'll have it done." And so, um, being able to give people that visual element and just like see people get excited about that. Like before the episode dropped, I tweeted the old 1998 commercial for the colored iMac G3, and that's when people started to guess that colors were coming back. And I mean, that's so cool to see. Apple fans, just fellow Apple fans, be excited. Just the same way as, like, you know, if 
if Mark Gurman or somebody else put out put out that leak, you know, I would be excited as a fan. And so totally. that's where that that's the most exciting part for me now is to be able to like just as a fan be able to show you guys stuff earlier and love to dream. Um, also tweeted it with a thumbs up. So I, I, I assume he, he knew as well. Um, which is troubling <laughs> because if he, if, if he knew, if he knew and didn't say anything, that's one of those things. Like, how could you not say that as a mm. fan? How could you not tell people? Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm super excited about that stuff. And that's, there's something about Apple right now where they're like, it's modern and retro at the same time. And yep. I'm all about it currently. Yep. It's that's, you know, that's exactly how I described the AirPods Max. That's exactly kind of that feeling of there when you say nostalgia, like the the past year or two now, they're showing us like, oh, we're we're coming back to the core while still saying modern. Like we're we're gonna make some yeah. of you longtime old school fans happy and we're still gonna serve the modern audience and still push things forward that may not care as much about that, but oh, for us old schoolers that get all giddy when we see that, yeah, we're we got yeah. you too. You know, we're, we're and what a perfect it. time with a oh with an iMac redesign. Like for the first one in what, like ten years? Ten years, bro. It's like it's crazy. You know what? I did want to make a point. You know, I appreciate you, you know, talking about your experience and acknowledging to some listeners on here that may have not had the best years because I think it's important. You know, just from a human standpoint, and that's why I love talking to you and having you on here because people only think of you as like the character on your videos. And we're all more yeah. than whatever we present or even behind people don't even know what we're like in our personal lives. And so, you know, some people might think you're like a cocky bastard, but you're not, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. So you and I talk a lot behind the scenes, like we text and stuff. Um, so, you know, me a little bit different than a lot of, I would say most people. Uh, but the, the me on front page tech is me, but it's, it's, it's like me turned up to 11. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm a little bit different off camera, but I I mean, I do. I feel a little bit guilty. I feel a little bit guilty that, you know, while everyone else has had, well, not everyone, but a lot of people around the world have had a terrible year. Because they had a terrible year, mm-hmm. I had a good year because they were stuck at home watching the show and and whatever. But that's the whole point of Front Page Tech is like... Um, I, I just want to make I just want to make you laugh. No matter what we're if we're leaking information or just repeating news from other news outlets, I want you to spend ten minutes of your day with us, even if it was a, a terrible day and you just forgot about it for a second and laughed. And that's that's all that's important to me. Yeah, you know, I I felt the same way as you did. Like the fact that I felt just lucky that we could still at least work from home while all this was happening. Yeah. And you know, I I had mentioned it to some people and they just wrote on because i acknowledged it in one of my videos they wrote back that like the the content that you and i put out there and others gives them a sense of normalcy and i'm yeah. and i never thought of it that way because you know we're we're just cranking away like you know doing this and and enjoying it to you know to a certain degree depending on what happens but you know right. that we're just doing what we're doing and so i thought it was interesting that people said no no this this helps me and i never i never looked at it that way at all yeah, that is, that's very interesting. Okay, I feel less guilty now that you said that. Yeah, you know, you're helping people, bro. Okay, you yeah. know what? I know we've been talking for a while, and I do want to respect your time. I You touched on something, so I wanted to ask you this question. You, you talked yeah. about how you're really excited. You know, you, you love um, that excitement and kind of now being a part of that and seeing how people react. What is the product or future product that you are most excited about 
Ooh. coming from Apple for personal reasons or whatever reasons, which product gets you the most excited? It could be a year from now, two years from now, three years, whatever. You know, we know there's so many things on the roadmap, yeah. but what what product gets you the most excited? I mean, can it be an existing product? Yeah, of course. Okay, I pick, well, the category exists. The product doesn't yet, but I, I pick the Apple Watch. Um, yep. Because the potential with the Apple Watch and the stuff that Apple's working on with that is just, it's absolute, it's it's crazy. Just from a pure accessibility perspective, like, if you think about it, and it's, it's pretty well known, the Apple Watch isn't just the number one smartwatch. It's the number one world, it's the number one watch in the world, the period. Out of all watches, somehow Apple managed to make their watch the number one. We've been making watches for hundreds of years, and Tim Cook just waltzes on in and suddenly gives us the most popular watch. But, um, because of that, because it's such a normal product and because it's so accessible and it's on, you know, millions of wrists around the world, the the features that they add to that product uh, bring could potentially bring very important stuff to that many people. And when you when it comes to like, I mean, you already saw with like the the heart features that are available, it saved how many lives at this mm-hmm. point just because of that. Um, it's crazy to think of like the mental health features and stuff that are coming that they're going to add to that watch that will be accessible to people that normally wouldn't think about that stuff or wouldn't have that stuff just on their body. Uh, and it's cool because it's like, yeah, you get your notifications and your, your fitness stuff with your watch, everything that you would normally use your watch for, and that's your use case. But also it has these other features like buried in there that you wouldn't even think about needing or anything like that, but you just have, and they're accessible now because you know you just bought what happened to be the most popular watch at the time, and the mental health stuff is going to be huge. Uh, the potential with the Apple Watch is is absolutely crazy, and that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm most excited about. Like when everyone's talking about um, phones, like the, just the, the these things that we have now, these glass sandwiches that we have, that everyone's like <laughs> innovate that. Like it needs to more hertz, and it needs to fold. <laughs> Like I feel like I feel like people are show, are so short sighted. Like innovation is not limited to the one product that you like. We don't need to innovate innovate the the phone experience as you see it now. You, what people don't realize is the innovation with your phone is all going to be happening like on your body. It'll be it, this is not the final form of all the stuff that you're doing right now. Just in this little puck, this glass puck. It, the, it where it really transforms is when you're wearing it, whether it's on your wrist or in your glasses. Like that stuff is crazy. That's the future, and that's what I'm most excited for. Did you hear the th- the? There was an interview with Tim Cook like last week or the week before, and he said that he believes that years from now, when people look back at at Apple in the grand scheme of things. He doesn't believe that they'll be remembered for the iPhone. He thinks they'll be remembered for another product that isn't out yet. Was it? This was uh, piggybacking. I know he's always said like they wanted to kind of revolutionize health, but it was he alluding to that the Apple Watch? Or just saying he's I saying it's so. a totally different product. Yeah, health and wellness. I think he said. Yeah, that's what yeah. they'll be remembered for. Which makes you wonder. Makes you wonder what's coming. Well, you know, first of all. I am, I've always been 100% on board with the Apple Watch. At least, how about this? When the first Apple Watch came out, it wasn't as useful. But once they hit uh, the Apple Watch Series 3 and WatchOS 4, I'm like, oh, they, they've got it now. And all the things that you said, I, I continue to say the Apple Watch is one of the most exciting products and arguably one of my favorite products of all time from Apple because of what it is today 
and what it can be in the future. I mean, quite yeah. honestly, to your point, they haven't scratched the surface on this thing from a sensor standpoint, really. Right. I mean, they can do so much more potentially down the road with even just the watch bands um, in that respect. And then, you know, I think at the most recent earnings, Apple said somewhere around, it was either like 60 or 70% of people who purchased an Apple Watch bought one for the first time this past quarter, okay? Wow, that's, that's crazy. Okay, and then, so think about this, right? That's just people that own an iPhone. You know, we've seen, there's been indications in the code, I think as far back as watchOS maybe six or so, where Apple has put in nuggets where, and this is where it's going to really blow up, once they can get the Apple Watch to just be set up independently from an iPhone, then you open that up to everyone Come on. I mean, that... So right. right now, right, they're still building up the sensors. They're going to eventually do that at one point in time, right? They already have an app store on it, so you don't even need... Even though it's not the most elegant... Like, I've never purchased an app on my own directly <laughs> on an Apple Watch just because, right? I know yeah. it's done that. It's there, fine. But to get to the point where we can now set this up without any need for iOS, and maybe it's just... Maybe, fine, we have to jump on a web browser to punch in a few things... That that opens up the game to every single Android user and Android users, whatever platform they're on. I mean, the Samsung Galaxy Watch Three, the Watch series is nice, but the Apple Watch is is the jam, is the jam. Yeah, I mean, think about all the stuff it does now, and just remember that we're sort of at the beginning of Apple Watch still. Seriously, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. So, man, that that was great. All right, bro. You know what? Um. I need to respect your time. I love talking to you. Um, I thought it was a great way. <laughs> I to... love being on this show. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great way to wrap it. You know what? Um, we need to also, before you go, uh, for people that aren't familiar with your stuff, you also just started your own podcast with our friend, Mr. I Update, Sam over there. So can you, can you talk I about that? I did do that. Could do some props about that? Yeah. So it's not, it's definitely not an Apple podcast. <laughs> it's called Genius Bar. Uh, and it's definitely just about candy. Definitely not about <laughs> Apple. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, i mean we had we had to do some some uh some stretching to get through because you know when you submit a, a podcast to apple they have to approve it <laughs> so we had to say it wasn't about apple you know name genius bar and all so it's definitely not about apple it's definitely about candy uh and <laughs> you should only listen to it if you really care about candy <laughs> like like candied apples uh yeah uh careful we just it's just a regular just candy bars just regular candy podcast uh yeah just if you look up genius bar i'm a, I'm a, fan, of, I'm a fan of i'm a fan of payday i love the peanuts with the like, oh, it's caramel, very good. Gooey, snickers nougat, oh mm. i mean snickers is a classic snickers is a classic yeah uh, we talk about our we talk about the man himself tim uh cookie <laughs> cookie oh yeah tim candy cookie cookie. <laughs> tim cookie and candy it counts What's the what's the most recent episode? Oh, cookies. That's right. That's all we get into. Yeah, cookies. that was it. <laughs> episode okay. three, cookies. <laughs> uh, John, thanks so much for your time, man. Always appreciate it. Thanks Always for fun me, talking to you. Uh, we'll do it again in the future, but uh, be good, and we'll keep on waiting for those leaks, baby. I got you. All right. I'll talk soon. All right. Later, bro. Later. See, everybody, I told you that was going to be a fun one with John. I'm always grateful when he comes on the show, and we just have a lot of fun going back and forth. So, look, March, so much to come, and I really did enjoy kind of digging in a little bit more behind the scenes, and I keep on talking about Apple Watch. I know a lot of you have Apple Watch, but a lot of you don't, and there's a reason why I'm still so high on it. Even if I didn't upgrade from a Series 4 to a 6, 
I'm hoping for great things uh, coming up with the Watch Series 7. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. But before we go, we got to say big thanks to our Platinum Apple sponsors. That's at the $100 level. Thank you to Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Eric Cohen, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you for your support. But again, thank you all of you for all of your support for allowing me to continue to do this in these wild times. Uh, I'm just so grateful and I'm going to keep on bringing great guests and bringing great content for you every week. But that's going to do it for this week's show. Remember, it's coming, the March event. I'd love to hear from you what you want to see or what will really get you, you know, maybe over the top to potentially upgrade to an iPad Pro. AirTags? Are you feeling those? Just let me know. You know what to do. Just call in, send in that voice memo to applebitsshow at gmail.com. But that's it for this week. We'll talk to you soon. Take care and be safe, everybody. It's the Apple Bits XL. Peace. Peace.